What's up, y'all? You're listening to Made It. What's up, y'all? You're listening to Made It. You're listening to Made It. What's up, y'all? You're listening to Made It. Where we're telling the stories of the legends that made it. Of legends who made it to inspire the next generation of Black sellers. You're rocking with the Sales for the Culture crew. You're rocking with the Sales for the Culture crew. That's me, Mercy. Boy, Shelton. Me, Nikki. And Jacob. This episode, y'all, uh, I got to talk with KD. Uh, if you've been hiding under a rock, don't know who KD is, um, and or if you're someone who's been following him for a long time, I think what was so cool about this conversation was how sincere he was about parts of his life that maybe, you know, if you only know him as the guy whose name is up in lights or whatever, LinkedIn shouted him out as being one of those top 10 voices for I mean, however many years it's been. <laughs> if you only know him as that guy, you might not know the, the come up. Um, and I could scarcely imagine stories that'd be more inspiring to someone who's coming from nothing and made big things happen for themselves and those around them. I like KD, so uh, this one's special, for real. I'm excited. All right, let's get this work. Let's go. Come on. I'm very excited for this conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Dorsey. Uh, we, of course, are, are chatting to people, you know, some of whom are in LinkedIn, tech game. They know what it is already. But we're also talking to some people who don't necessarily know who you are. So for the people that might be, who, Kevin Dorsey, who, who am I chatting with right now? What's your, what's, what's your bit? So I'm still actually trying to find out what the myth part of me is. You know, the, <laughs> the man I'll take. The legend, probably debatable, but I'm trying to find out what these myths are because I'm starting to get introduced that way more and more nowadays. So um, either way, I'm Kevin Dorsey. Um, everyone calls me KD unless I'm in trouble. Then someone's calling me Kevin. Um, I am a, I'm a son. I am a brother. I am a husband. I am a father. I'm a friend. I'm a black male in sales. And um you know, I've, I've come a long ways. You know, I'm blessed to be in the position that I am now of leading and scaling large sales teams and being, um, you know, considered you know, a thought leader or some sort of thing on LinkedIn where I get to share my, um, my learnings and my struggles and the things that I'm going through. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just a student of this game, man. To this day, I'm a student. I love sales. I love um, the community. I love what it can do for us and really trying to try to get more of us into it, my man, for real. Yeah, so I mean, this is this has been a huge part of of your story. I mean, I've definitely been encouraged in this game, you know, seeing uh, not just what you've accomplished already, but that that student mindset you always talk about. Um, so let's talk rewind before Kevin Dorsey is or KD is who he is now. Where did you start at um, pre pre sales and all that sort of stuff? Like, what's your context? What's the, what was the come up like? Oh boy, um, you know. Unfortunately, a similar story, I think, to potentially a lot of your audience. Um, broke in home, moved around a lot. I uh, didn't have much, you know, growing up. I had the, the love of my, my mother um, and I was like my brother, but didn't have much like the material things. Didn't have a lot of great role models. Dabbled in some things I probably shouldn't have dabbled in growing up, um, you know, and so moved, went to different schools. Often I was a little bit of a, you know, scratcher and fighter earlier on in my younger, less mature, mature years, you know, and really like, I think I was searching for a lot of things growing up, you know, and I think people can, you know, coming from, you know, a broken home. My father lived in California. My mother moved us out to Wisconsin. So like, you know, going from California to Wisconsin was a hell of a culture shock. I was, you know, one of like three black students in the entire high school, like one of the 
one of like five in the entire county, you know, so had to deal with a lot of that um, through high school as well. And so it's, it's been a journey, man. You know, I went from there to, to college and, you know, picked a major that I thought I wanted to do. And then basically four years in realized it wasn't what I wanted to do. So, you know, this is also something funny. We can probably talk about technically I'm a statistic because technically, you know, I dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree. Now, no one would know that. No one would ever like communicate with me or talk to me or look at my career and say, oh, like clearly he doesn't have a degree, but I'm 15 credits short, right? Like that has stopped. And so it was in college that I started to get into selling, not to the level that, you know, I am now and what tech has provided. Like I was selling knockoff Cutco knives door to door, right? Multi-level marketing, XM radios, supplements, right? Like personal training. Like I've dabbled in all sorts of things. And then, yeah, that's kind of what started my trajectory in sales. And so when you were going to school, were you going for business? Like, did you know right out of the gate, like you wanted to be- Oh God, no, absolutely not. No, I went for kinesiology, right? So I thought I wanted, first I thought I wanted to do sports medicine because I had, I've had multiple bad knee surgeries. In fact, you know, not for this show, but I almost died in college because Mm -hmm. of a knee surgery, like legit seven inches away from you not knowing who I am. That's how close the infection was to getting to my femoral artery. And if it had gotten there, I don't wake up the next day. So no, I was doing kinesiology. And then the problem with that was one, at the University of Wisconsin, kinesiology is an education major. Because it's an education major, you have to take all like the teacher classes. So I'm sitting there taking analytical physics, organic chemistry, right? Like physical and like, I'm like, yo, like I want to be a personal trainer or a physical therapist now like why am I taking analytical physics right the 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 blessing of it though and I will say this is it got me into psychology because I had to take the psychology classes and that's really like psychology's always been since then a, a favorite subject of mine half the books behind me right now have to do with like psychology and the brain and how we make decisions and so no I didn't know I wanted to get into um sales in fact the reason I picked sales was because I felt it was the most secure job I could have. Not because there's not a lot of turnover in sales, but because people are always hiring for sales. So when I didn't know what I wanted to do, if you look at any sort of like job, there's always sales roles. And so I was like, even if I'm like bad at this, at least <laughs> like at least I'll be able to find a job because like people are willing to give you a shot on this, right? And so that was my mindset back then was like, dude, at least there's always sales jobs and I'm a really hard worker. So I think I'll do okay. And that's like literally like what got me into it. And it's outside of like marrying my wife, the best decision I've ever made in my life. So, so let's, let's dig into this a little bit. Cause you're big on, you know, anyone that, you know, is in your Patreon, anyone who sees the content that you talk about, you, you link psychology and sales so often. And, you know, for those of us in the game that know about the game, like that's not a far leap. That's the bread and butter of what we do. But for those that don't necessarily know the game, like talk to me about like what the link is between those, those two pieces and like what is it that I guess made sales the lane then that you wanted to apply that, that, that interest in? So it, well, funny enough though, when I got into sales, I hadn't connected those dots yet. Like I think you're giving me more credit than I deserve. I picked sales. I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. And there were a lot of jobs available. So I picked it. I had yet to connect the dots of like, oh, this thing I loved over here psychology also applies to this thing over here, sales. Like I hadn't connected those dots yet. Hmm. Once I did, that's when, that's when my career took off. Yeah. 
So, so then let's, I mean, get a little bit into that. So you kind of talk about Cutco, you talk about, you know, uh, some vitamin stuff you were selling, but like, talk to me about when you kind of broke into professional selling and what that journey to making it was like mm -hmm. in sales. So when I, so when I moved back out to, to California, I was doing personal training at the time and got my first mentor and, you know, he, <laughs> I think because he had a similar background to me he took a chance on me like I did not like you know he ran a personal training studio he could have picked you know pick of the litter in LA you know there's personal trainers on every corner you can just go flag one down and he took a chance on me as a, a young black male and I think he his heart reached out a little bit to me because he shared a similar kind of upbringing and background and he is who really taught me how to sell Right. And so at the time where I was selling personal training was when I learned why based selling. And this is when it all started to connect the dots. No one wants a personal trainer. No one wants to lose weight. They have a wedding coming up. They can't keep up with their kids. Someone made a comment somewhere and they've lost confidence. There's a why behind every decision that we make. That's what really started like my, my journey, I guess, call it into like professional size, understanding, wait, 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 wait. You're never selling a product. You're selling why someone would want that product. And now you start to have to figure out, well, what do people actually want? And so it starts to learn on this because also this was the other part. A huge part of personal training is behavior modification. Hmm. You have to get people to change their behavior. Isn't that also what sales is? I, I is you are, because right? this, this, is, this is so key. Um, what about like, you know, I know I've had a lot of friends who don't necessarily know what I do in my day job and what they think I do in my day job, right? Maybe is, you know, I'm, I'm harassing someone trying to get them to do a thing they don't want to do. doesn't line up with, with what they're about, but it sounds like the way you're framing up this, this why based selling is, you know, maybe somewhat different from that. Like how does sales and the way that you conceptualize or learn it in that personal training setup mm -hmm. differ from what a lot of people stereotype sales to be? So one, it's asking, not telling, right? You can sell someone just through your questions. You can get someone ready to buy just through the questions you ask, right? We can, we can use the personal training example, right? You can say like, oh, okay, like how much weight do you want to lose? Oh, I'll lose 50 pounds. Oh, okay, great. Like what's your strength level? Oh, I don't really work out. Okay, well, here's the best plan for you, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Or you can say, hey, like, so why, why are you looking to lose Wait, like, is it an energy thing, a confidence thing? You got an event coming up? Like, what's going on? Well, you have a big event. You know, we have a class reunion in three months. Ah, got you. Um, so, like, how, you know, what year class reunion is this? Five, 10, 15 years? Oh, it's our 10-year um, reunion. Okay. So, like, how do you look now compared to how you looked then? Like, do you feel as good now as you did then? Well, no, like... They, they may not even recognize me. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have that. Like, what, will you even go if you don't lose this weight? No, I don't even think I could, I don't even think I could go if I don't lose this weight, right? Like, so like, I mean, how would you feel if you did though? Like, what would that feel like? Like, tell me real quick. Like you walk in there strutting your stuff, 25 pounds lighter. Like, how's that feel? Oh my God. Like that would be, they're ready. They're already ready because one, I've helped unsell them on the now. They're not happy with the now. And then you start to paint that better future, right? There's this old school phrase that says people don't love to be sold, but they love to buy. Mm 
That's not true. If you work with a great salesperson, how do you feel? You feel great because you feel heard and you're actually more confident in your decision when you work with a great salesperson, right? So finding out why people make decisions, and this is where psychology comes in, right? What motivates people to change their behavior? What motivates people to change their mind? It's actually not that long of a list. It's your job to find out of that list of like 10 to 11 things, how your product can apply to it and to pull that information out. And I think the definition of terms in that quote you just mentioned, you know, tells a lot of the difference between the way some people think about selling the way that you think about selling. Um, The way that you're asking those questions, it's not about me, myself, and I, my features, my product, my thing. It's about like, what is it that you're wanting? What is it that you're, you're needing? And, and can I help you make that happen? If so, I'd be, a, I'd be a bad person if I had a way to help you get what you want and I didn't help you do that. So, exactly. so the idea being that a great salesperson is ultimately about their buyer, um, mm-hmm. you know, helping them get what they want with, you know, with the service that they've got. Um, so like you're learning these skills in personal training. Um, eventually you find yourself in tech. And I think this is going to be really relevant because I know there are a bunch of people who are maybe doing that sort of work. Maybe they're in retail sales or something like that. Talk to me about the part of your trajectory that had you come through tech. Why? And then what was the ascent like? Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny, right? Because I firmly believe that I excelled in tech because of what I learned in personal training, right? Because I learned how to sell to people first and then start selling to businesses which by the way y'all there's no such thing as b2b sales businesses there is no such thing as b2b sales a business does not buy something a business does not exist you cannot touch a business you cannot convince a business of anything there's people and when you focus on people i think that when so when i got it funny enough i don't think people actually really understand this as much Patient Pop is technically only my second tech company, Mm -hmm. okay? I went from personal training to enterprise fitness um, equipment sales. So I was doing like big deals, hotels, gyms, things like that, Mm -hmm. to vending machine, healthy vending machines and franchises, Mm -hmm. to snacks in a box, Mm -hmm. to plumbing software, now to medical software. There's only been two, right? But it's taking what I know and what I study about people and then applying it to a process, right? So I made the leap and I, a lot of people actually don't know this about my story. I went backwards in my career to, it wasn't even to get into tech, honestly, it was to get into a company I wanted to work for, right? They had a culture I wanted to work for. So when I was doing the, um, the big fitness equipment sales, the company was being really shady. I couldn't deal with it. Like it was just tearing me apart. I was making more money than I'd ever made in my life. And I was like, I can't do this. Like they're not honoring warranties. They're not honoring the things that they need to, to be doing. And I found this company called Human. And Human stood for Helping Unite Mankind in Nutrition. Hmm. The first startup I'd ever like experienced or talked to. And the, the job ad, funny enough, said sales crushers only. Now we can talk about that job ad down the road, but like at the moment, like that hit me. I was like, yeah, right? And so I apply. The only role they had available was a sales development rep. I had already been managing people since I was 22 years old, right? Because the personal training studios, by the way, went from 15 customers to 250, opened a second 
location. I had at one point 10, like 10 um, trainers and three reps already rolling to me. Then I did enterprise, built out that. I became an SDR at a company that I wanted to be at because the culture was there, right? I got into a debate with Andy Mackinson, the co-founder, the second round of the interviews on a Zoom call, a debate on which book was better, Think and Grow Rich or Awaken the Giant Within. Good for you. And so I was Awaken the Giant Within. He was thinking Grow Rich. Now, Think and Grow Rich changed my life. It's literally what started everything for me from David when he gave me that book. But I thought Awaken the Giant Within was more applicable. It was more scientific. It talked about the brain. It wasn't so much theory. It was very actionable. So that was someone I wanted to work with and to work for. So as I went through that process, I was like, man, like, wait, y'all don't have scripts? Wait, y'all, y'all, y'all don't do like why-based selling? Y'all, y'all don't practice? You don't role play? I bet you I could move up here real quick. And sure enough, I did. I got hired as an SDR. I made it to AE in under six months, AE to manager, four months after that, manager to director of the org, six to eight months after that, VP of the whole thing, six months after that right? It still wasn't technically a tech, but I ran everything there like tech, right? I think I was one of the first people to buy predictable revenue from Aaron Ross, you know, because again, like as I was a student, I applied everything that I was learning from called the tech space into human and snack nation. So human hit Forbes list Inc 500. Then we made out, um, made snack nation that hit Forbes list and Inc 500, right? Like, but it was system and people based. That's everything I do. People in process, people in process, people in process, right? You manage a process, you develop people. And that's what I think people get wrong, right? And then that's what's, it applies everywhere. So anyone that tells you you have to have tech experience to be good in tech, you don't, period. Run away from the companies that say it. And it's so funny because I think there's a lot of exceptional black talent that may even be listening to this podcast right now. You know, they've been, I don't know, crushing it as a waitress. One of the best sellers I ever worked with was, you know, quote unquote, Earl's girl two weeks before she was crushing it as a rep, uh, ended up pulling 140K that year. Um, Whether, whatever domain someone's in, you know, business to consumer selling, retail, whatever it is. If you understand people and you've got the willingness to grind um, this arena. So Kevin, I mean, talk to me about, about this, right? Like, obviously you demonstrated, you know how to sell people process all this sort of stuff why tech then like why was why was that even a part of the equation okay. why is that so new? and i'm glad you used the word that you did because and to to some of our people my people listening right now compared to many a thing a lot of us have gone through in life tech sales is not a grind okay like i want to be very clear on this a little bit like go knock doors for 70 hours a week mm-hmm. okay and that's a grind, mm-hmm. all right? Go stand on a car lot for 70 hours a week and deal with, every, like, the tech has this, like, yes, it's hard and you do need to work hard. I'm not down for that, but in terms of an actual grind, find me another job that within three years, you could be making multiple six figures and work 45 to 50 hours a week, get your two weeks of vacation per year and have a, like, it doesn't exist. So the, the, so why tech sales, that's where the money is. If you want to make money, you follow the money. The money is in tech. The margins are better in tech. They can pay you more in tech than they can in other um, industries by far and away, right? Top performing door-to-door salespeople will make hundred K a year. You could be a middle of the pack sales rep at a tech company and pull in one fifty, right? 
like, and then don't even give me start on enterprise software selling, right? Where someone like me could go make half a million dollars or more selling software. What other jobs out there can do that, right? So like tech is a space, It'll, it's, it's where the money is and you can thrive if you are willing to work at it, right? This is why I like to say work at it, not work hard. Like work at it, get good at this shit. That's what the other part people tend to forget. It's not just about grinding, it's about being good. I know a lot of grinders who grind themselves into the ground, right? If you're two times better than me, who has to work harder to succeed? If I'm two times better than you, um, I would need to work half as hard in theory. There's a lot of other variables in there, but I'm probably going to work twice as hard and then still get twice the results. Okay, right. The, the point that I try to make there for people is if you're twice as good, you actually don't have to work as hard. Sure. Get, get good at what you do. And you don't have to grind your face off. Right. And so tech, man, like I, this is where I'm glad you started this is why we, you know, the, you know, sales for the culture exists. It's like, if people understood what this could be young, black, male, no college degree, I, what I've been able to do for, for my life and for my family and for myself, like is beyond what I ever imagined as a, as a, you know, young black male growing up. Cause if you had asked me growing up how to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, hmm. right. So many of us, what do we say? Music, sports, small business, mm -hmm. right? You don't hear a lot of software engineer, tech sales, sales management, VP, you don't hear that from us. Mm -hmm. Like, whew, it's a, it's a, it could be life-changing, really could be life-changing. And we're built for this, man. We are built for this. Round this out for me. So I, I, I'm, I'm seeing, okay, I can come from anything. I can come from nothing. I can, I can, you know, enter into this arena. I can work hard. I can build. What's the fruit waiting for me on the other side? I mean, this, this podcast is called made it right. So, mm -hmm. so we didn't have you on here just for your bright, shiny personality. Like you've been able to do some incredible stuff. So uh, for, for those, especially that maybe aren't familiar with what tech sales can, can get somebody, what have you been able to make happen through it? I mean, the, what it feels like, to order from the left instead of the right. Hmm. For people that don't get the analogy, what you want is on the left, the price is on the right. right? I had a mentor tell me that, I was like, order from the left, order what you want, not from the right, the price, right? So to be able to go out to a nice restaurant, order what you want, not what, not what oh, well, ooh, the, the ribeye's 47 and, you know, I'll get the scallops because that's 26. Order the damn ribeye because it's what you, want right i had a goal to get a benz before i was 30. got it right to be able to take my wife places or say hey babe like you know <laughs> funny enough right we're, we're in austin right now we've got hit with a you know a cold front bill look at her say hey go 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 get a new coat right my, my daughters will never know the struggle that i knew growing up right I own a little piece of land in Costa Rica. That's my end goal. My dream goal, right, is to be able to move to Costa Rica with my family for a bit and take a gap year, right? Growing up, I never took vacations. I never left the country, I think, until I was 20. Geez, I didn't take my first vacation until I was 27, 28, right? Like, it, it opens up so many things. Now, I want, um, I want to be clear on this, right? Like, 
the material things are great, right? Like people sometimes will, you know, oh, money doesn't buy happiness. Money won't solve all your problems. It's true. It won't solve all your problems, but it does solve your money problems. And Tony Robbins actually said this very well. He said like, <laughs> money doesn't solve everything, but it allows you to show up to your problems in style, right? But the security that I have, now we're actually to a point of security because I know how to sell and sell well. I will never struggle for money again the rest of my life. That feeling is unreal. And now to be in a position that I'm in now to be able to give back, right? There's someone that you know very well, and I, I won't mention her on, on this side, but I am paying for her to be able to build out a website for herself. Mm -hmm. And I can do that, mm -hmm. right? And not think twice about it. And so it's like, those are things where, you know, to, to make it is different for everyone. And I want to be clear, like, get yourself the car, do it, get yourself the chain, do it. It isn't always going to be what makes you happy. You do need to work on your inner self. You do need to work on your mindset and your overall fulfillment, right? Your gratitudes for everything, right? But I, I, own, a, I own a house that I met, like growing up, no, never. Never imagined like I'd have a house. And by the way, like I'm not sitting in some mansion, just a nice house and I love it and it's mine, right? And so it's like, it allows you to do the things that you want to do, not just the things that you feel you can do. And that's something, and this is why I want to stress on it. If you get good at it, they can never take that from you. Never take that from you because you're good at it. It's a skill set, right? That That's making it to me, man, is to be able to even be considered a, you know, a thought leader, the man, the myth, the legend, to be even considered that like people look to me as inspiration is it's still something I have a hard time even wrapping my head around, but sales, specifically tech sales is what has allowed me to do that. Right now I run a sales org. So I get to get more of us into this. I'm very intentional about it. I work at it hard. There's a, there's a big difference between like talking about it and living it. Like I live it. And that's an opportunity that I wouldn't have if it weren't for tech. So it's, I, I, man, just, I wish there were more of us in it. I wish we knew what it could do for us. I wish we knew because if more of us understood what it could do, oh boy, we'd, we'd take this shit over. I was talking about this with my wife, like in, um, I lived in Culver City for a while. And like, there were these kids, right. That would, you know, sell chocolate bars in the, you know, in the parking lots and, you know, coming to the restaurants and selling the chocolates. Like, I remember saying, I was like, I gotta want them. Mm -hmm. I want them. If they understood that, like, they could be sitting at this same table, yep. right? They, they could be the one walking up to the, the Benz, Beamer, Bentley or whatever, and someone trying to sell them chocolates because the assumption is this person's successful because of the car that they have. They're willing to stand in a parking lot and try to convince strangers to buy chocolate. They probably just bought inside for $2. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like we're, we're built, like we're built for this. We have that hustle. We just don't know that, man, we could apply that in a space that we maybe never knew about. And it could open up doors for us that almost don't exist anywhere else. And that's, and that's really a lot of the point, right? Like for, for the person listening to this, you know, 
you might have heard something that Kevin said and been like, wow, that's something I've always wanted to make happen. Um, you might be someone with a completely different set of interests or desires. Or you might listen to, you know, uh, another episode with someone talking about being able to put a bunch of money to be able to give back to a nonprofit or a church. You might listen to an episode with someone talking about buying them on a house. And I know there's a bunch of things that Kevin's been able to do, um, you know, which we could probably fill the entire episode <laughs> just talking about ways he served people or cool things, experiences that he's had or whatever. But, but I think the, the point is, regardless of what you would set those resources on to know that man, I've got a lane, like I've got a shot mm -hmm. to be able to make that stuff happen. Like that's, that's something different that I, I don't think we all readily have available to us um, or made available to us or people showing us. So Kevin, I gotta say, man, thank you for being one of those brothers showing the way. And uh, I, th I think a, a really fitting way to, to wrap this all up, you know, the person who's listening to this, um, you know, probably is like a, a younger version of yourself, young man, young woman, you know, who's, who's, you know, a young person who's just trying to figure out like, man, how do I keep going? How do I, how do I get to where I would hope to be? And so I'd love, man, if, if you could give that, that pep talk to that younger version of yourself, you know, what would you would have hoped to hear from someone who's accomplished the sorts of things you've accomplished now? You know, if I'm talking to my my younger, younger self, right? Let's say like, you know, the, the moment I dropped out or even while I was in school, the, the, like if I'm talking about now, like the way the world is now, the first thing I would tell myself is get into tech sales. It'd be the first thing I would tell myself because man, if I was in this game back then, because what do we, what we have now, we didn't have back then. Guess what didn't exist? When I was leaving college, there was no LinkedIn. Word. There was no sales thought leaders. Salesforce.com was in its infancy. No one was talking about the cloud. There were no podcasts like this. Like they didn't have access to these types of resources, right? So just one person to steer me a direction. Like this is a path that is there for you. The second advice I would give my younger self is become a student of the game. Start learning sales, start really applying psychology, learn how we make decisions, learn how people change behaviors, right? Because, it, you know, I wasted many years before I even got into the personal training sales of, again, like not getting that, right? And people are listening, like, not every company is going to train you well. Own your development, which would be my last point to myself is like, start reading now, start studying now, right? Like, uh, just become obsessive, right? Because if I had obsessed earlier, who knows where I'd be now, right? And, but it's taking that ownership. That's why the book Think and Grow Rich changed my life because it was the first time in my life that it finally clicked for me that the better I am, the better my life will be. Generally speaking, we all crave better lives. We don't crave being better ourselves, right? Like if you want to make more, be more, right? Like it literally is that simple. And to be more, that requires knowledge, right? And so that's what I would tell myself is like, yo, but here's actually the last part I tell myself. It's possible. Hmm. It's possible. It's there for you, right? Don't doubt yourself. Don't, don't be afraid of it, right? Like, you know, we, you and I haven't had this conversation that much, but I've talked about this publicly, like being the only isn't easy. It's not easy, but it's possible. 
right? And the more of us that are willing to be the only, we stop being the only. Yep. But because we're afraid to maybe make that leap or to put ourselves out there or to not fit in for a little bit, we have to be able and willing to, right? And so that would be the last piece I tell myself, it's possible, it's there for you, it's there for you. Go do it. KD, seriously, man, thanks for kicking game. Hell yeah, my dude. Boom, all right. That's this week's drop on Made It, brought to you by Sales for the Culture. Hey, Nikki, if I love what I just heard and I'm Black, what do I do now? Whether you're in tech sales already or not, let's get you connected at salesfortheculture.com. If you're Black, you're looking for your shot to make it, and you're wondering if tech sales might be your lane, when you go to salesfortheculture.com, we'll get you hooked up with Rework. They're a nonprofit organization educating uh, all sorts of folk, but, but Black folk too, on, on how to get into tech sales. Rework will train you and get you in a sales job. One of our partner companies like Pinterest, Salesforce, LinkedIn, and more. And going through Rework won't cost you a dime. Trust me, I know I'm the CEO. You don't need any experience. We don't care about your background. So whether you went to Stanford like me, or you didn't finish high school like me, if you bring the grind and the coachability, Rework will give you a shot. Okay, so that's if you're not in tech sales, but what if you're black and already in the game? If you're black and working in tech sales right now, you already know what it is. You can go to salesfortheculture.com too to get plugged into our Slack community with hundreds of other black tech sellers pushing one another towards it. And you'll find top shelf training opportunities, cookouts, industry leading mentors, and other black folk to grind with so you don't have to build alone. All right, y'all. Passes on to someone you know who needs to hear about more black folk that made it. Keep doing it for the culture and we'll see y'all next week.